Iowa everywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We recommend listening to the CW Pod with a glass of Steeple Ridge bourbon. Mm. Grown, distilled, well-rested, and bottled in Erling, Iowa. Now, from the Channel Seed Studios, this is the CW Pod, fueled by Steeple Ridge. What's up? Welcome to this week's CW Pod. Here on Iowa Everywhere, we are presented by our friends at Steeple Ridge Bourbon. In my hands, I hold the single barrel, hand-selected Iowa Everywhere bottle. See, it's got our little logo imprinted on it. Give it to my friend Andrew Downs for coming on the show today. Oh, no way. Thank you. Oh, Great. this is awesome. That's a cask strength, single barrel. That's a damn nice bottle of bourbon right that there. That is. I've uh, I've already put down the the one I got from the last time, which I think was the the black label. Oh yeah, the black label is amazing. If you're buying them in store, so ours isn't in in the store, right? But if I was buying one in store, the black label is the one I would I would go to every time. This is really cool though. This, Thank you. The cask strength that you have right there is that's a real bourbon drinker. We're not messing around. Yeah, yeah. What does it say for the alcohol content on that? Does it say uh, what's the see. proof? Sure it, it, it should be right on the front where it says the. 57% alcohol by volume. Okay. Yeah. And it's like handwritten. Yeah, that's a that's a strong bottle of bourbon right there, my friend. But that this is a the 102 proof is what the black label is. It's perfect for me. I'm gonna pour some of this for the Kate, so Caitlin the, Clark show tonight. Th- this one is 51%. So you got six oh, percent yeah. more with that cast strength right oh, there. Oh yeah. You have a good night. Oh yeah. You have a good night. Downsy's in here. I'm actually buying some merch for him. Yeah. Downs is out selling merch. So if I you am. need merch, hit up Downs on Twitter or hit whatever. me up wherever you can find me. Andrew at akcmarketing.com. That's, that's the new thing now. We're yeah. out. We're last time you were here, it was right. It was like the was week after I, I right left KXNO. Yeah, you left KXNO. It was. It was like the first thing I did. Um, it was still so like raw and so new. And now what there were three, four months later, and I'm like settling into a different life. I thought it'd be fun to bring you back on. Yeah, thank you. And we have we have so much in common just on the way that we think about things and just like view the world. We have a lot to catch up on. Probably not enough time in one show. Right. To do everything. But no. how for for your listeners on KXNO, you're not doing that now, obviously. Right. 
how's the changing career thing gone for you? It's gone. It's gone well. Um, so, you know, it was uh, I think I had I think it was ultimately like five or six weeks that I was like completely unemployed. Because, uh, again, I'm sure we talked about this last time, but people didn't believe that I had nothing lined yeah, up. Yeah, everybody thought left. you were just – even like, your yeah, friends. You know, yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. even people I worked with at KXNO would, like, pull me aside and say, so where are you going? What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea. I, I had so many no people prospects. thinking that you were coming to work for us. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I had, like, five people yes. ask me that. I'm yes. like, no, I, sw- I swear, like, we, we exactly. don't have anything. No. And so um, so I was legitimately out of work. I was legitimately, you know, applying for things and interviewing and, and all of that. Uh, and yeah, I landed at AKC Marketing. It's a, a small marketing firm locally owned in Johnston. So right down the street from my house, which is really nice. And I'm on the merchandise side. So uh, I'm kind of tasked with bringing in new business like Cyclone Fanatic and Iowa everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just using some of my connections to um, try to, you know, help people out. That, that was I didn't want to get into sales like hard sales. I didn't want to like sell advertising. I didn't yeah, want to do, no. you know, financial planning services or you know, I had people approach me for stuff like that. And I understand why I have a uh, do have a lot of good connections. I didn't want to do that. And so what kind of sold me on this sales job was uh, it's it feels more like a transactional thing, right? Like I'm actually I have something tangible I'm trying to yeah. offer you and we're getting something out of it. Yeah. And, we... and it's it's stuff that people need. I mean, people need apparel. They need employee gear. They need promotional materials or whatever. And so I'm not going and trying to, like, convince you you need something that you don't think you need. I'm yeah. just saying, hey, if you do need this. Uh, I can take some of the headache out of it. I can probably get you a better price and I can, you know, Hey, and it's fun to work with me. So a lot of those places too, I've done, I've done a lot online or man, they rip you off. They do exactly. And that, you know, when I was at KXNO, a lot uh, of the stuff you just kind of Google, you know, okay, pull up banners and then you just buy the first thing you see. Like and used to print and those yeah, types of absolutely. shops are just, the markup is incredible. It really is. And so now I'm kind of on the inside of it and I, I see a, that markup is crazy the communication is hard sometimes. I've talked to a lot of people who just have kind of thrown their hands up with merch because it's like, well, I tried to do it myself and it was so expensive and time consuming and the communication was tough and then we get something and it wasn't what we wanted. Um, and so that's kind of where I come in and can kind of take that headache off uh, for you. And, you know, so now I'm six, seven weeks into this job. I'm still kind of finding my footing. It's been interesting to learn an entire new industry or, to, you know, start to learn an entirely new industry. Yeah. Um, and like any industry, it's deeper and wider than you would have ever thought from the outside. I mean, you could put a logo on absolutely anything and the, you know, just all of the, uh, the different variables and types of things you can do. Um, it, it really is incredible. And so that, that's been really fun is kind of learning all of that, uh, starting over. That's been a little scary too, right? Where oh, terrifying. I came from a place where I like knew exactly how to do everything I needed to do. And if you came to me and said, can you do this? I could tell you exactly uh, what we could do and how long it would take and how much it would cost and all of this. And now, you know, I have people ask me questions. Hey, if, if I wanted to do something like this, what would that mean? And I have to say, I have no idea, but I will, I'll look into it. I'll find out for you. Um, and so, yeah, on one hand, it's really fun. On the other hand, it's a little strange to be, you know, in my early forties and like brand new at something, you know, sometimes I'm emailing people like, you just have to tell me this, like I'm five, you know, like yeah. I, I've never, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but it's been good. It's been a lot of fun. I really, the, the thing that really sold me on AKC as a company was, uh, the culture there and like the people. And that's been everything I hoped it would be. I mean, it's a, it's a place where people actually come into the office most days there, there is like a culture there. There's, 
you know, you're, you're chatting with coworkers, you're, uh, you know, having meetings like that, things like we used to do in yeah. corporate media that just kind of went away. And it did. You, you lost, you know, it got to the point where my job at KXNO, other than the on air stuff and, you know, when, yeah. when people were in, uh, felt so sterile and so isolated. Uh, I really miss that kind of collaboration thing or just even, you know, like feeling appreciated by, by the, the company. And so to work at a place that, you know, provides snacks and coffee and again, nothing huge. It's not these big things, but just, like the Friday before the Super Bowl, we had a chili cook off and, you know, uh, 10 different people brought in chilies and we had a contest and you got a trophy and all that and stuff like that, which seems so small. Uh, and really is uh, when you talk about cost or, you know, impact on, on the, the performance, uh, it just makes you feel like you're a part of something. It makes you feel like you're, you know, working towards something. It just gives you a little more pride in what you're doing. Even when we were at iHeart, like in the, in the heyday, yeah. when the office was full, like the only, like, oh, we're going to have a lunch. But then you find out it's because some corporate guy's there yes. and he's got to lecture us on something. That's exactly right. You know, like yeah, it, it was always absolutely. serving to the to the corporate side yes. of things. And, and you know, that's how it always felt, at least. One of the unique things about KXNO, and which I think makes it cool, but also makes it challenging on that end, is most of the hosts have other full-time jobs. And so, you know, I was always very wary about asking you guys to come in and do things that were yeah. outside of your your show because it's like I, you have other things going on. We're not paying you for this time. Um, and so that always made things a little more difficult. Or you could be well. like me and not get paid for the time you, you were doing after <laughs> yeah, exactly. they extend your show by an hour. <laughs> but you would do stuff, though, and I always gave you credit for this, tried to. Like you would have like a Christmas party for us every yeah. year. And you weren't getting money from no. iHeart to be no. – throwing that you no. were doing it because you thought it was important for us. And that was always my favorite night of the year. Yeah. There was always so much, we had fun. so much fun. And you know, it's because of those things. Like I, I wanted to know your wives and your kids and yeah. I wanted you guys to know my family and I wanted it to feel, you feel like you're invested in something at that point. Right. And, yeah. and whether or not that makes a better product, I don't know, but I think it certainly makes you feel it, differently about coming to work. It, it definitely makes you have your coworkers back. More. Yes. Absolutely. And I always thought that was so important. You know, I had somebody when I uh, was first made program director, somebody within uh, the industry who told me, you can't be a good manager if you're friends with the people you're managing. And there's probably some level of truth to that. Uh, and there are different managerial styles. But I, I was like, well, then I'm not going to be a good manager because I'm friends with all these people. I want to be friends with the people I work with. You were friends with us prior to you getting that job. That was the other thing, too, is I had such, a, gonna, such an interesting yeah. kind of ramp up in that career where uh, I went from being, you know, lowest on the totem pole to being in the top. And it was like, I was never going to feel like bossing you around. Right. I was never going to come to you. And even if we had to have a difficult conversation, it was never going to be like, I'm your boss. I'm your manager. Hey, you're the employee. You. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like, no, you're my boy. <laughs> yeah. And if we have to have a tough I'll conversation, the we will. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and so, but yeah, anyway, so like all those little things I, I appreciate so much in this new job. Um, and you know, the, the ability to kind of work from home to come in and do something like this, where I'm not so tied to the clock, which you are in radio just constantly. Uh. And, you know, it got to the point at the end of, uh, my career in radio where I went in and it just felt like I sprinted for like 10 you. straight hours. Right. And it was yeah. like, as soon as I woke up, I was thinking about what I had to do. And as soon as I got in, I had to just sprint. And there are moments like that now in this job. And I'm sure that'll grow as I grow more into, into the career but it doesn't feel like I'm just racing a clock every day. And that's been really, really uh, calming for me. And like the amount of stress I have, 
I mean, I came in last week and talked to you. You were like, oh, you look younger. Um, my yeah. wife can tell I'm less anxious about stuff. I mean, I, so overall, it's been a really, really good change. When I left radio, what, so the time thing really weared on me yes. because I'm a, I consider myself, I guess, an entrepreneur. And prior to that, you know, if I need to work at 1 a.m., I'm working at 1 a.m. If right. I need to work at 6 a.m., I'm working at 6 a.m. And I, in the Psycho and Fanatic world, at least, there's never, you don't really ever punch in and punch out. No. You're on all the time. Yes. Like, and I always have my, I remember writing, recruiting articles on my honeymoon on the beach. I Absolutely. specifically remember that. Um, it was right after Hoiberg got hired. They're getting Royce White and Chris Babb and all these guys. And I'm like to my wife, I'm like, I can't not do this. Exactly. I'm sorry. It's the biggest story that we've yes. had. And, and news breaks and yeah. you have to deal with it. And, and at that time, I was the only Psycho and Fanatic employee. There was right. nobody. There was no Connor Ferguson or Rob Gray where I could you know, dump it off to. So what wore me down on radio wasn't the show and the content. It was the time. Yes. It was having to be there from three to six. And then, you know, there's clearly all this prep that went into it. Right. So after I got out of it, it was like, I hate when I, when I have, I do a ton of podcasts, yeah. right? But I hate being like, I have to be live mm-hmm. at 10. Right. Like the, cause I don't want any of these locked in time constraints anymore. And that was such a thing. Like with radio, you can't be five minutes no. late. Once the thing goes on, you're on air. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not there, then the that little <laughs> alarm's gonna go off, or somebody's yeah, exactly. gonna have to fill in for you. Yes. So I I totally understand what you're. And then when you're you were doing Murph and Andy, but you're also in charge of all these other shows. Right. So you're really not. You're on at six, yes. and then you're off at seven or whatever. It That's was. when one of my and and then I'm on call all of the time. So yeah. essentially, if there were eight seconds of silence on the station at any point, my phone gets a call. So that's middle of the night. That's middle of dinner. That it's, calls it's whatever it is. It absolutely is because then you have to figure out, okay, why am I getting this call? Uh, how do I fix is this? Is something wrong I, in the yeah, log? Can I log in? Not, so, you know, and then you have to make three good in spots. the morning. I'm running out to my living room, turning on the radio. Okay. Oh. It is actually dead air. Now I'm logging into my computer. What's going on? What's wrong? Um, then, yeah, exactly. The aftermath of it, oh. you get an email from corporate, like, Hey, what happened this morning? We, you know, we're dead air for five minutes. Um, I had to do that when I was at KMA. Yes. Where it was one weekend out of the month where you had that bat phone. And it, the worst part was not if the air went dead, it was recording what spots didn't play. Yeah. When to make them up. Absolutely. Cause that's all legal stuff, yes. right? That's the thing that people don't realize. There's like these official FCC yes. books. Exactly. That you have to record what aired. Yep why it air like it's it's crazy and if it didn't yeah why it didn't and all of that and so so yeah that's been it's been nice to kind of slow down as far as that stuff goes um and uh and yeah it's been good so i want to get into a couple of sports topics but before we do that i'm turning 40 in june yeah you've recently turned 40 yeah i'm 41 now yeah I, I I say I'm 40 just because it's like at this point, what's, you know, when I, when I turn 45, I'll change. But it's like, I'm, well, in, I'm in my 40s. So it's weird about it. And I've, I think I've been freaking out a little bit. Yeah. And it's just a number. Like, I for sure. I feel like I'm 25. Honestly. Do you? You mean physically or mentally? Mentally. Yeah. Yeah. Physically, no. <laughs> but like, I, I really have the same interests. Yeah. I, 
I I go hard. Yes. Right. And I'm not talking about like party. I'm just saying like anything I do, I go hard. You do. I don't really have the ability to dip my toes. Right. Into anything. And that's a major character flaw. I wish I didn't have that. You turn 40 Mm -hmm. and it's this thing you've worked for your whole life. And you kind of have like, if I would have told 25 year old AD, Oh man, it's like your dream job. hundred percent. And you're like, screw it. I'm going to go. And I don't know, just figure it out basically. Yeah. I mean, I admire that. I couldn't, I, I, I don't think that I could just drop this media deal and just, I'm going to go sell insurance. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know. Again, I think it's a character flaw. I don't have the ability to do what you did and be like, I'll figure it out. My anxiety would be so crazy. Like the unknown with that. Did you have those moments? Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially like, I mean, it was funny because I, so I got offered my current job, um, like three weeks before the end of the year, like three weeks before I actually started, I started on January 2nd and the day I accepted my job, my wife said, okay, now you can relax because I had not relaxed at all. You know, I was having people text me like, Oh, how's fun employment going? Like, well, it's not real fun because I'm not getting paid. And I'm looking for a job, right? Like I, there's and, nothing fun about that. Mentally. No. And so, I mean, I would have to find times. And again, because I had wired my brain for the last 15 years to be so regimented on this clock and be so kind of task oriented when all of a sudden I didn't have anywhere to be and I didn't have any tasks to complete. And I was just kind of on my own. Hey, figure it out. Um, yeah, it, there were days where it was a real struggle and I was like, man, did I make a huge mistake? What am I doing? Um, Am I taking a huge step back? Am I going to completely regret this? Um, and yeah, so like there were, you know, I, w- I would just sit at my computer. I would set my computer up on my kitchen table and I would just, you know, browse websites and I would email people and I would schedule lunches and, you know, just do whatever I could to try to take whatever that next step was. And then it was kind of weird because I had a couple of different jobs kind of in the works at the same time. And so in my mind, I'm, trying to plan out my life if I go down this road and what does that look like? And, you know, some of those had different time constraints than, than radio would have. And what, you know, what does that mean? And um, so, yeah, it, and it got to a point really, even before I left, I had to kind of stop myself and think, am I just doing this? Like, is this my midlife crisis? <laughs> yeah. Is this my version of, you know, buying a Corvette and getting a girlfriend and you know what I mean? Like, is, yeah. is that why I feel this urge? Yeah. Is is it not actually any of this tangible stuff where I feel like I'm being overworked and underpaid and underappreciated and you know I've I've kind of done what I came here to do? Uh, am I just is all of that just because I'm actually really having a, a a midlife crisis, a mental breakdown, and this is kind of the the way to uh, to make a change in my life? Maybe it's the easiest change I can make is just quit my job and find a different job. And then, Hey, all, all the other things I feel and all the other problems I have will, will go away. You weren't on Tinder. I was not, (laughs) No, I was, and man, I would not, I mean, Jesus, I think if, if Judy left me, I would just be alone the rest of my life. I I wouldn't even want to reenter that world. I have friends who have done it. It's awful. It looks awful. I wouldn't um, even know what to do. Oh my God. What are you like? Go to Uh, a bar on a Tuesday night. I was bad at dating when I was single. Judy picked me. And then she asked me out and then she kissed me. And like, literally, I mean, like if uh, she had to hold my hand and walk me through this entire thing, I would still be just out there floundering. uh, Had she not. Good, good, good for you. then. Yeah, absolutely. For you. It's the the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, But no, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about this today 
we we have these perceptions of ourselves right and i feel like you you create a perception of yourself when you're fairly young and then you kind of stick with that regardless of what happened because i had this moment when i was in my early 20s i it felt like i would run from problems and so you know it's like i'm at iowa and it's not going well and i'm i feel like i'm probably going to fail out of school and i don't don't want to be there anymore and rather than like deal with that or like figure it out my buddy owned a company and he was like, I'll hire you. And I was like, cool. So I'm not, I'm not failing out of school. You're, I'm going to yeah. work. I'm going to start my career. Yeah. And then a year into that, it's not really working. It's not really what I wanted to do. He and I kind of have a conversation where like, Hey, this isn't, this isn't working well. And in, again, instead of kind of dealing with that and confronting it, I re-enroll at Iowa and it's like, Hey, now I'm not, I'm not leaving this I've job. Matured I, didn't, a little bit. I didn't fail here. I'm just going back to school. Yeah. So I had built this perception of myself in my mind that I'm a person who runs from problems rather than confronting them. And I said this to my wife, well, again, while I was still thinking about leaving KXNO, I hadn't announced or told anybody yet, but I was, I knew it was going to happen at some point. And I said to her, you know, this is what I do. When, when the going gets hard, I run away. And she looked at me and said, that's absolutely not what you do. You've been in a job for 15 years, the same yeah, job. You know how rare that is? You've been with me for 12 years. Like yeah. you are one of the most stable, solid people <laughs> yeah. I've ever known. But in and and she's hundred percent right. Yeah. But because when I was 23, yeah. I made this perception that's of myself. That's good. That that's now how I think of myself, even though it's not I I my actions haven't followed that for since I was a young kid. I mean, almost 20 years now. And so that's one of those interesting things where I, again, I just had to kind of grapple with myself and my mentality and like, okay, why do I actually feel this way? Uh, what am I looking for? And then kind of understanding that even if I get the the, the next dream job, it's not going to solve everything. I'm still going to have no. I, like, I and like, even when I didn't have work, I was anxious about not having work. Right. And then yeah. I, now I have a job and I'm anxious about this job and, Oh, I'm just an anxious person. It's not the circumstances. This is who I am. And I need to deal with this within myself. I'm not going to find the solution out there. And the more you kind of read, and I'm very anxious to study anxiety, the more you learn like that the anxiety is more of like a symptom of something within. Yes. Like every human has anxiety. Absolutely. We all have it. Yes. Now, some is more extreme than others. For sure. Some can be just dehabilitating for people yes. and just completely crippling and panic attacks and that's and we all call it different things you know yeah. like for a long time it was like oh i get i get nervous about this and it's like well okay but that's yeah really anxiety but you know this is how yeah like the but but you're right like unless until you solve the core of whatever yeah. is there the anxiety is going to yell at you and it, it, you turn up there's different levels of it yes right and anxiety is kind of like it was there in the 1800s it's just people didn't know, oh, that's what this is. Yes. And it, it's like your body's way of telling you to watch out for something. And again, with some people, it's just louder than others. Mm -hmm. And some people can turn it off a lot easier for than sure. others. My thing is, and this is a character flaw, but I would also say I wouldn't have the career I do if it weren't for my anxiety. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Because I was sitting there in a sophomore in college worried about getting my first job. Yeah. Like I would literally stay up at night scared about something two and a half years from now that I had no control. I didn't even have a degree. I 
I hadn't even taken like a real journalism class yet. Right. And all I was doing was freaking out about making contacts. And that's why I started at scout.com when I was a sophomore, because I, I was like, well, I'm going to take it into my own hands. And if I don't do this now, I'm going to be behind and I'm never going to yes. figure it out. Yes. Yeah. It's, that's, it's interesting. So it's like it? a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Because if it weren't for that, for me, like, and even now, like, so I'm, I'm turning 40. Your time just, Oh, the, this is a good time in my life. My kids are young. They yes. want to spend time with me. Um, everything's pretty stable. Yeah. My my wife is here and she works and you know, like Yeah, we, from the we, outside it looks we can like pay you got our it bills. All, right? Yeah, but if you don't fix whatever it is within you, yep. and that's where like therapy and even more so than meds, it's like, yeah, I take Lexapro half for over a decade. Right. But that that alone doesn't fix anything. No. You no, got to figure, figure it out. out. Exactly. It doesn't matter what shoes you have, nope. what car you drive. Nope. None of that matters. Yeah, you know, I've I uh, I grew up around a kid who had a lot of money, and uh, and he he's still one of my really good friends. Love the dude. Will love him to the dad die. Uh, he is not happy, and money has not bought him any peace of mind, any no. happiness. As a matter of fact, it's probably hindered him in his life more than it's helped him. And that's such a great example for me, where it's like, oh, okay. These, yeah, as you said, like these material things aren't going to fill any of these holes. They're not going to, you know, they're just not going to fix any of this stuff. You know, you talk about being 40. Did you have issues turning any other ages? Have you had? No. Is this, has this been a, a, like a recurring thing? This is weird for me. I'm, yeah, I've never, I think it's, it's not turning 40. Okay. It's the idea that I'm 40. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I mean, it's, it's so, it's because 40 for us when we were kids, like I remember when my parents turned 40 and they were old. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I'm that old. And I even, even now looking at pictures of my parents when they were 40, they seem older than, than I am now, or that at least than I feel yeah. or that I think. Right. Cause I still don't fully feel like I'm an adult. I, I'm the same way. Like, there are times where I look around and it's like, Oh, I'm in charge and I'm supposed, I should be in charge. Yeah. But I, Oh, I'm like, the same uh, way. Dude. I'm kind of looking for like, oh, is my dad around? Is there somebody older here who can, I feel 40. Yeah. Physically. Yeah. Mentally, I still feel 25. Right. And like my urges to like, just, I would love to go out on, um, what's the court app? I forgot. Cause I'm so old and just get hammered with you this afternoon. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Like I, I, in my mind, yeah. the problem is I would have four beers and be like, jeez. Oh, yes. I'm so tired. Yes. And then you have to go home and deal with your kids and your wife. And right. Exactly. Yeah. You have things to do tomorrow. So like, I still have these urges to, and it probably helps a little bit that like my line of now, my line of works a little different now because I own business. It's a, I have a lot more responsibility. Yeah. And there's people under me. And see, I look at you and I see somebody who's far more adult. (laughs) I'm not more right. Because you do have these responsibilities. You know, you, you, but again though, so, Everybody says like you need to figure out your why. Right. Are you doing this because your kids? Are you doing this? My biggest fault is my why has always been fear. Yeah. Like, what's your why? Because I'm terrified of failing. Like, and it keeps me up every night. Like, that's a lot. That's a bad why. It is. It's a terrible reason. Yeah. Or my why would be like, well, that person doubted me. Right. But that you're never going to get fulfillment by by that being your why. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never be happy. No. I'll be spinning my wheels like this. Mm -hmm. It's 60 until I figure that out. Yeah. And, you know, that's a, 
I guess like I, I guess the moral of the story is you you look at us and it's okay to like not be okay all the yeah, time, right? Absolutely. Like, we're all we're all just doing our best. Exactly. And trying and to that's, figure yeah, it out. You, you know, it's it's funny because yeah, you assume everybody else has things figured out. You assume nobody else is kind of dealing with the stuff you are. And then oh. you just it, all it takes is to talk to somebody just, a little bit and you realize, oh, everybody this conversation this way. right here. Yeah. We'll get a ton of reaction from guys and, and gals. Women go through it too. Yeah. We're just oh, we have sure. we happen to be two males who will be like, oh, I know exactly what you guys yeah. are talking about. But yeah. like for real, like with my, my, I get so many guys who'll come up to me and be like, You have the perfect job. You get to dude. It is cool. Yeah. There are really cool parts about There's it. There's also a million things you don't understand yes. that that suck. But it doesn't matter unless you deal with the core. I could talk about mm-hmm. TJ Otzelberger and Matt Campbell all I want. And like it's it doesn't matter unless right. you deal with your shit. Yeah. I had I had problems when I turned 31. When I was 30, I like I was I was braced for it when I turned 30. And when it came, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm cool with this. I'm like, I'm I feel good about where I am in life. For whatever reason, 31 like hit me hard. Really? Yeah. It That's was like I'm in my 30s. And that was tough for me. So I was kind of expecting that when I hit 40 and then 41, but I haven't felt that at all. You know what the thing with me nearing 40 is that that has really hit me recently is taking care of my body. Yeah. I didn't even, I went through a phase before kids where I was doing CrossFit every day and like I was in the best shape of my life. And then you, you get to the point where, so I had my first kid right when I was starting at cakes and no, yep. so I'm doing two jobs plus being a new dad and it all happened at once. And you had a lot going on with, I mean, yes. with Cammy and everything. Yeah, Cammy's, it, was, it was not just like a simple, no, your life works and it's like, yeah. Driving to Iowa city every yeah. week. Like it, it was, it was hell. You know, and at that point, I just quit working out. Didn't really eat any different, but you still just your metabolism starts to slow down at that point. You get fat and like really in the last six months, I I had a physical last summer and then my blood pressure was just sky high, dangerously high. And probably one, I could lose 20 pounds like any of us could probably. And two, it's like the the stress and the pressure was really for the first time in my life getting to me. Mm. And I was like, God, I gotta, I gotta do something different. Yeah. Because I just, all I do is worry. All I do is like, I can't ever, you guys always make fun of me. Cause I don't like you guys. We had a text chain this morning about all these like documentaries. And yeah. movies. I haven't watched any of that shit. <laughs> Why? What am I doing? Cause I'm sitting up and I'm researching Ken Palm and right. advertising trends at mm-hmm. nine o'clock when I should be unwinding. Right. But I, I, I don't have the capability. Now you don't unwind to do that, but I'm trying to, cause yeah. like I, now I'm starting to realize how much the stress can like make you fat. Yes. And make you yeah. not sleep in the importance of sleep. So I'm really trying to, like, I'm trying to lift weights five days a week. Can't you tell? I'm getting huge. Oh, I'm yeah. Uh, you know, that's the thing that I never thought about at 35, but at 39, mm-hmm. nearing 40, that I'm paying because I don't want to be dead at exactly. 60. And you don't want to be dealing with like major health issues that you no. could have avoided when you're like in your 60s. Yeah. You see some people who are great that, you know, my parents are in their early seventies and they're fantastic, right? They, they're healthy. Your dad doesn't look like that at all. No, it's I haven't crazy. seen your mom lately, but your she, dad doesn't look like that. She at looks all. younger than he does. It's, it's wild how healthy and like well off they are, but it's because they've taken care of themselves. And like, I've had the same thing. You know, one of my biggest things was I just, I never drank water. Oh, and like, you didn't, you would no, always, yeah. I would just, you know, I'd, I'd like, I drink a Red Bull in the morning 
I'd like, you know, have a soda at some point or something like that. And I would get to the end of the day and realize, oh, I didn't, I drank, like there were days at KXNO where all I drank was an eight ounce Red Bull. And I'd go home and I'd be like, the only thing I put in my body today was eight ounces of Red Bull. That's so unhealthy. Yeah. But I could do it when I was in my 20s and really into most the water of my 30s. Thing's huge. Now, if I don't drink, and it's still hard for me, like I still haven't gotten into the habit. It's, it's still like, it's still every day I have to force myself to drink water because I, for whatever reason, I just don't, I'm just not thirsty most of the day. <laughs> So, you yeah. know, it's just, it just doesn't occur to me if I'm eating, I'll, you know, I'll drink whatever, but like in the middle of the day, it doesn't ever occur to me to, Hey, I should probably drink some water. But if I don't, the, the headaches I the get, headaches, yeah. the amount of, I mean, I, I can like really, really feel it. I like feel in my like muscles almost like sapped of, of liquid. Dude, that's what drinking does to me. And now. then I can't, I can't, it's like, you can't just catch up by slugging a gallon of water. Like oh. right? it's going to take a day for me to like catch back up. And that's like the biggest thing I've had to figure out health wise is, okay, I need to like take care of myself every day. What I do today is going to affect how I feel tomorrow. And if I wake up feeling terrible tomorrow, it's too late. That's the thing about hangovers when you get older. Yeah. Is it, you can feel it like in your back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, my, my forearm yeah. hurts. My knees, my joints and my knees hurt yeah. if I'm hungover. And it's the dehydration. It's so weird. You're exactly right. That's why if I do drink now, and I don't drink nearly as much no. as I did, used to. Nearly as much. I try now, like this sounds bad, but I try and limit it to two nights a week. Yeah. For where sure. I used to be like four or five. Yeah. But it, and now it's like, okay, I'm going to have a couple of glasses of bourbon you as know, opposed to what I found 16 is, beers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what I found is I, I drink uh, fairly often just, but what it'll be is like one, it'll be a glass of wine with dinner and then yeah. I just won't drink yeah. the rest of the night. Like I'm not drinking to even like catch a buzz. No. Right. It's no, like, that's I'll have not the like, point. I'll have like two beers. And it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to go to bed. Uh, uh, and elephant in the room too. I mean, with the, with cannabis too, it's like a lot of the drinking, yes. like you can just take one five milligram gummy and, and like, it's and just it, wild how yeah. normalized that is. Yeah, I mean, like, like the difference in just a few years. Oh, our kids will have such a hard time believing. Oh yeah. What, They're going to be able to buy it. At culture, like, and to the point where all like, it's yeah. not even cool. Like we thought like Snoop Dogg, one of the cool things about Snoop was oh he smokes weed no it's yeah. just like, like that's not even like a thing anymore it, like that the culture around weed smoking which was so prevalent when we were growing up and in college and this like is your the brain bob on marley, drugs. yeah like the bob marley posters <laughs> you'd have on your wall and yeah. all like the little like ha 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 my my lighter has a little weed leaf on it all of that is gone because it's legal yeah and it's mostly edibles it, and it's for what it's worth i'm not even into that stuff yeah. but i have so many friends that it's just like they'll like micro dust they'll yeah. like take oh here's two and a half i got a big meeting coming up <laughs> right i know these people do this and it's just and it's, nobody it's, judges them no and it's because it's medicinal yeah and i mean you know like i feel differently when i take a, like a, a gummy or something it's yeah. like i it doesn't like mess me up and i don't take it medicinally like that like i don't you know i don't ever uh, you know, eat, I, eat one before I go to work or anything like that. But I was talking I, to there friends are days where I feel like oh, maybe I should. There's these like mints. Yeah, it's like taking a like a tic tac. And now in the places where it's legal, and in Iowa, it's like kind of legal. <laughs> yeah, right. If you uh, know the like, if you have your card or right. whatever, and you I can haven't get... been to a dispensary in Iowa, but I've been to dispensaries. I didn't. In... Even, do we have dispensaries? Yeah. yeah. Really? Uh huh. I thought we just had the CBD stuff. Like... Now you can get like the Delta Nine. Um, there was something I believe so Delta nine's not marijuana, but it's close, right? It's, it's like, it's like one fraction off. Okay. Chemically. 
it's like they basically take it and change one little thing and it basically does the exact same thing uh but i I believe it was something there was like some loophole in the farm bill they passed which Uh. legalized this and so yeah now like you can go to like these breweries and they have weed seltzers i've wondered about you can sit at the bar and drink 10 milligrams of thc i was at big grove yeah yes and i grove and lua have those climbing kites I saw that and I'm like, and I was thinking, how is that legal? It's, it's because of this like loophole. And so, yeah, like down on Ingersoll, there's a dispensary now in one of those, like one of those shops. And I've never, again, I've never been, I don't have my card, but I know a lot of people. So you have to have have, a card to go and buy it. Okay. But, but it's one of those where it's like very easy. Anybody can get a card. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you have anxiety here. Um, (laughs) Well, I, and and I wonder, and again, I don't know anything about this stuff. I, right. You and some other friends of mine have kind of taught me everything. Yeah. But like I, I do want so I've been on Lexapro for a decade and recently have um doubled it and I've I've switched, I've moved around yeah. different anxiety meds and stuff. And you and you just wonder like, is this worse? Is this better for me than right? Like two and a half milligrams. Exactly. I don't know. Like I, I don't know the answer, no. but it's going to be really interesting to see how it all goes because you're exactly right. It's it's just another weapon in your arsenal of like medicine now. And if you think about it that way, it can change things completely. And I mean, of course, you can overdo it and people get messed up on, you know, and yeah. all drugs are dangerous. Well, it's the same with alcohol. Yeah, absolutely. Like a couple of glasses of bourbon. But it's wild. Like you'll go into a dispensary in Colorado and they can curate things to be exactly what you want. You go in and say, hey, this is how I want to feel. This is how often I want to feel it. This is how long I want to feel it. Uh, and then sometimes I want to feel this thing. And they'll say, okay, this is what you want for that. <laughs> hey, you want some You want some energy? You don't want to be messed up. You want energy for four hours? Here you go. That's the, Take one this of these. This is crazy. You, you're done after a long day and you just want to melt into your couch and watch a movie and forget the world? Here, take. then you take one of these. You want help sleeping? You want help waking up? It's wild. Aren't we just scratching the surface too? Absolutely. So yes. like when Cammy and yes. Charlie are in and again, college. there's, there's going to be no stigma about it when they're old yeah. either. So well, it's, it's just like homosexuality normal. too. Like there's yes. When we were kids, oh my god, that guy's gay. Yeah. Like it was like right. now, oh, uh, we it's don't even not, think don't about even, it. Yeah, exactly. My, you don't even like comment. On my it. kids won't like. It's just totally no, it's normal. Totally normal. Cammy was talking the other day, and like, what did she say? Something, and it. it she's a Cammy. My my eight year old, nine year old now. Is like a huge feminist, by the way. Like a good. She she is. She was going on some rant uh, about how men ruined it for. I, I don't even know where she gets this stuff. But Hell like, yeah, Cammy. But she was talking the other day, and she says, "I've sent you like videos of yeah, her. It's crazy." It's awesome. She she listened to Michelle Obama's book. Like she's nine. Okay. <laughs> but she said something along the lines the other day. Oh, it was her birthday party, and it was like four girls, and and I took them bowling, and they were talking about like relationships like like little girls do for sure and she said something along the lines of yeah well when i grow up and it or when we grow up and we either have our husbands or wives yeah and she just said it in passing i'm like oh my god like when i was nine like i didn't even know that that was an option no and you would have made fun of somebody for for even talking like that yeah i i kind of always had that thought of like okay how as a parent will will i react if one of my children is homosexual how will I deal with that? You know, how, yeah. how will I react to them? How will I deal with it within myself? And it's almost to the point where like we're past that and we won't even have to, it won't be a conversation. 
Yeah. Like they won't, our kids won't come out to us if they are gay and probably they'll it's somewhere on the spectrum where it's not even like, Oh yeah, I only like women. It's like, Hey, I like what I like. And sometimes that's this. And sometimes that's this. And I find this person attractive. And have you ever seen the movie holes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. With Shia LaBeouf. I had never seen it. Shia LaBeouf. So it's a book too. Yeah. And Cammy read the book. She's a huge reader. So we sat down on Sunday night and watched this movie, which Again, it's very rare for me, but I try on Sundays to watch a movie with the kids. That's and, awesome. Yeah. We do a lot of 90s. We've watched all the Ghostbusters. We watch, you know, a lot of it is... Have you done Back to the Future yet? I've never seen it. Because that's, oh. that's the one where the guy has sex with his mom, right? They don't have sex. Or she tries they, to have sex with I, her son. She she is attracted to in her the, son. In the past. They, yes, they uh, they kiss once and I saw that immediately she realizes, oh, this was weird. I like she doesn't know why it was weird, but as soon as they kiss, she's like, No, 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 no. I've no. seen that scene. I haven't seen the rest of the movie. I've never you would love the movie, and I think Cammy would like it too. Charlie loved it. I showed it to him a couple <laughs> okay. of months ago. He loved it. Anyway, off the tangent. <laughs> so we're watching this movie Holes, which is a very it's on Disney Plus if anybody wants to. Yeah. It's a very interesting movie. It was probably like, early 2000s. 2003. Like, I looked movie. it up. Yeah. yeah. And I, I know where Cammy went off on her rant. So there's a, this movie, like, there's, it's taking place in like present day. And then there's like other parts of the movie that are taking place back in like the early 1900s right. or whatever. And this, this woman gets caught kissing a black man who's like, I don't think he's technically a slave, but he's kind of like the town, like fixer upper guy where right. people treat him like one. Well, at this point it's illegal for a black man to be kissing a white woman. And at this day and age. So this woman, this white woman who's a teacher is in love with this black man. Who's like, again, I don't know what to call him. He's not technically a slave, but that's how the town treats him for sure. And they kill him. A bunch of the rich white guys in town kill him because that is a penalty by death at this era. Okay. So this woman, so they just killed her, the love of her life. Right. And she, the character in this movie becomes basically like a female Jesse James that just goes around killing rich white men. She's like a serial killer. And she always kisses them on the forehead and leaves lipstick on their uh, forehead. Like her little calling card. After she kills them. So then everybody knows, oh, and she's got some name. It's like, it, she's like a Western legend right. because of this. And Cammie says to me, like, we, we paused it and went to the bathroom and got some popcorn or whatever. And she goes, well, it's not her fault that she's killing all these people. She goes, those white men forced her to be this way. Hell <laughs> was, yeah. I'm like, Wow. <laughs> Okay. That's awesome. We are, uh, yeah, you're, you're ready for college kid. <laughs> Send you up to the liberal, uh, so university. Great. No, she just like, it's just crazy. Like, yeah. And you, I don't know where she's getting the stuff like it's school, but it's just how they are. Yeah, exactly. They just, they, and it's enlightening for differently. Western Iowa guy like me. Cause Absolutely. a lot of the stuff I hear her say, I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. But yes. then I think about it and I'm like, Exactly. I can learn from this. Yeah, because we are now, we're the demo, right? Like, we are now the old white guy. What? Yeah, like our old buddy Ross Peterson always says, yes. like, with Super Bowl acts now. Oh, my God. It's every, no, everything is, is aimed right at us, dude. Uh, Square in my face. Uh, like, every commercial, 
every like song parody is a song that we love growing up. You have commercials with like the guys from Scrubs who it's like, my parents don't know who they are. My <laughs> yeah, kids awesome. don't know who they are, but it's aimed directly at me, right? All yep. these Super Bowl, I guess saw there was a funny tweet after the, around the Super Bowl. It was like, man, remember when, you know, the Super Bowl used to be old acts. It used to be old people, Aerosmith and The Who and Bruce Springsteen yeah. and, and Prince, all these old people. And now they've got these young hip acts like Eminem and Usher. Yeah. And Rihanna. No, and it's like, guys. oh, no, no. They're, yeah, those are just now the old acts. Usher made me feel old. Yeah. Watching that one made me feel really old. Yeah. The Eminem one didn't because he's still pretty prevalent. For but sure. Usher's like, you know, he hasn't done anything other than be on The Voice or no, whatever. Like none of those songs he sang were more recent than. And then all of his like sidekicks out there. I'm like, who's that? Like Jermaine Dupree. I, when you and when you and Hassel were talking about <laughs> Jermaine Dupree, because I knew it was him. I, I didn't as, know who it was. I don't think I did in the moment, but at some point I did. And so I'm listening to you guys that Monday. And you have no idea who you're like, who was that Oompa Loompa guy out there? <laughs> and I'm just like yelling at my phone, like, it's Jermaine Dupree. I, used to I, can't. I was to like, JD. I hope they find that out because I know. I was like, I guarantee Williams loves yeah, Jermaine Dupree. Love him. And I guarantee as soon as he finds out that was him, he's going to be shocked. And then thankfully, oh. I think Van Winkle came through and said, hey, I used that to was Jermaine Dupree. own his like, albums. What? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing I would we'll get. We're not going to do much sports today. That's all right. We were going to do women's basketball and and all that i'll just say like my my hot take which is not a very hot take but Let's it's it. it's audie crooks is next in line she is the and and it's it's a weird line because it, oh, it doesn't oh, okay. it doesn't start with megan gustafson right there's been great women's basketball in this state before that gustafson was, was the first great one in like the internet era yes and she you know player of the year like that level right like bridget Tar elite. carlton kind of but she didn't For get sure. to that part no and it was yeah. it, again we've because of the way women's basketball has been embraced by the society more, mm -hmm. uh, it's just, mm -hmm. it's bigger now. And then you had Ashley Jones and everything she did and accomplished at Iowa state. Now, Caitlin Clark obviously is a different level and I don't expect Audie Crooks. So that, that like I hesitate. I, yeah. it's like, there's a lot of nuance here because I don't want to put pressure on somebody to be the greatest of all time when they're a freshman. Uh, but you saw this girl in high school and oh, what she was man. doing there. And then, you know, some of the stories done on her, like I, John Sears did a great story on her, her senior year, uh, where she's a musician and a singer uh, and she's, she's incredible. She does charity work. And I mean, she just seems like this great person. And then she comes into the big 12 and I'm like, ah, it's going to take her a little while. You know, she probably has to change her body a little bit and that, and it's like, no, she's just like, maybe not dominating the big 12, but pretty freaking close she to it. She can be an icon. And I don't think Caitlin Clark is coming back next year. And I don't see anybody on Iowa who's quite that level. Uh, it's been kind of fun that it's back and forth between Iowa and Iowa State where it's like, we're going to have one of the best players in women's college basketball for the next few seasons in Audie Crooks. I it's agree. so much fun to watch her. And I hope she loses to Iowa every time they play. I, but see my warning fun to watch her. I think with that group of freshmen that Finley has that they could you know, we've got the Iowa women right now that are final four caliber yes. number one seed. If so, they've got two ladies coming in that are loaded. If, and they've got a LSU transfer that's sitting out right now, they could be a top five team next year in that's the next, awesome. I really think that like, and I, it's so much fun for me. I love the women's. Well, you've basketball. been into it for a lot longer than most people. I, and I mean, calling I just, games and all that kind of yeah, stuff. And I, you've been attached to that program. I grew up at a house where we watched Vivian Stringer right. every, and then the Iowa state women were always good. Yep. And my dad, like to this day, now that Otz is there, it's different. Yeah. But 
like my dad will go to Kansas City for the women's tournament and not go to right. a single men's game. Like that's just a house I grew mm-hmm. up in. Vivian Stringer was a god in our house. Like she was That's awesome. Yeah, I remember watching Cheryl Swoops and I mean I we were watching these games. Like they whenever they were on TV, that was the problem. They the women's game wasn't yeah, exactly. on TV much. But but like so a guy like me who I've been saying it for 15, 10, 15 years. The women's game's better. It they, is. They drop plays. Yep. They they're more skilled. Like the we quarters were watching, is a better. It's a better format. They make it's, free throws. Yes. They're they're better shooters. Yes. The quarters is huge. That was the best mm-hmm. thing that they they ever did. But like I, I'm I'm in heaven right now watching the Iowa and Iowa in the Iowa State it's women. So I much fun. think we'll get into the tournament and then we've got it with Drake and you and I. Although they don't get nearly as much. But yeah, the Caitlin thing. I don't, what I'm really interested to see with her is we all we don't need to litigate how great she is. Right. She's, yeah. in my opinion, the greatest of all time. Yeah, she's doing things for women's basketball. It reminds me of Michael Jordan and Magic it's, and Bird yeah, it's and the, Tiger Woods. It's yeah, I mean rare, rarefied air. What I want to see with Caitlin is how it translates to the WNBA. Yeah, and I think it will. The problem that she has is that league has no buzz at all. Right. Like none. Nope. And one of the benefits of women's college basketball is there's a lot of Iowa fans who will just cheer for the Iowa Jersey. Yes. Now they're huge Caitlin fans because she's so great. Yes. And there's, there's people like, I mean, my family, they are cyclone to the bone, but my sister and her daughters and my dad, they watch every Iowa women's basketball. Yeah. Like it's appointment TV because of the, the Caitlin effect. I, I think it will to some extent. I just don't know how much it's going to go to the WNBA. To me, it's a really fun story that we're going to be able to watch. It is. It's going to be fun to kind of watch her go to the WNBA. But I mean, yeah, if she goes to Indiana this year, it's going to be harder to watch those games. I hope she goes to Indiana, by the way. No less. I I do too. I would much rather that than be in like LA or something like that. Like just Uh, agreed to keep her in the Midwest. Keep her in the Midwest. Uh, have her pair up with Aaliyah Boston. I, oh, mean, I think that's that, so great. It's it's going to be, but it, again, those games are going to be harder to find than these Iowa games are right now. Yes. There's going to be less fanfare, um, especially because of where Caitlin is right now at the end of her college career and like accomplishing these things. Uh, even if she goes into the WNBA and is like the rookie of the year next year, sports center is not going to be leading off with her. Scott Van Pelt is no. not going to be talking about her like, like in that, in that way. Um, you know what she's going to do is the the Olympics are going to be yes. the next stepping stone thing. Yes. When she's wearing the red, white, and blue. And so, yeah, you wonder, is it like a thing where, like with women's soccer, I'm way into like the U.S. women's national team. And when the, when the World yeah. Cup is on, I watch that. I pay attention to it. I don't pay any attention to professional like the, women's soccer. Yeah. Right. And I know it's like a new league and all that, but um, I will pay attention to Caitlin Clark in the WNBA. And hopefully that makes me more invested in the league as a whole. And the more games I watch, the more I understand about it and, you know, appreciate it. And you have some other favorite players and things like that, but it's, that's not going to be an instant thing. It's not going to happen next season where all of a sudden all of these college basketball fans are translated to WNBA fans. She's not going to bring everything with her. What'll be interesting is so like you're a bigger NBA fan than me. I am an NBA fan, but I I'm not. The Bulls have been so bad for so long. Yeah. Like I'm a team guy. Yeah, so it's I'm, hard to. Halliburton has changed yeah, a little bit. Where I'm rooting for, sure. for the Pacers, and I, but like I just watch like the highlights. Yeah, I don't ever, unless I I just I'm never I'm never bored because right. I always have stuff to do. <laughs> exactly. 
the only time I'll watch an NBA game is like a Friday night where Bloom and I get the kids together and I bet on it. Right. That's the only time uh, and, and, until we get to the playoffs. Yes. And I just, I wonder, cause I, I, but I love seeing highlights on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, like, did you see that dunk Tyrese had or, you know, did you see what just LeBron like did? Lines, right? yeah. It's like, oh man, you know, Jokic put up 60 last night. So I wonder what Caitlin can do for the WNBA as far as just that goes, as far as how many, like their followings. Yes. Like their social followings there. Because if I'm, if I'm the Clarks or if I'm whoever drafts her mm. or if I'm her agent, I almost think that I would consider hiring a full-time not publicist, but like somebody to capture everything yeah, she's doing for sure. Yes. Because to me, that's where the, she's never going to get these huge no. dollar contracts there, but the visibility that mm-hmm. she has and like the following that she has, yes, that can continue to grow. And this isn't all just financially. If you talk to Caitlin, she truly cares about growing the game. Absolutely. That's why like to me, that's the difference between her and Angel Reese. Yes. Where Angel Reese is a phenomenal talent. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't have a problem with no. what she did. I, right. I said it right afterwards. Caught all sorts of hell from Iowa fans. I didn't think Caitlin could care. She doesn't. I wouldn't want a player on my team running around doing For that. Sure. Right. But I'm also yeah. not going to kill her because we see it in the men's game all the time. Do yes. way worse. Yes. But Reese always felt like, okay, I like being on Instagram. Yeah. I like getting these endorsement deals. I'm going to go to fashion week. Caitlin to me is really a game first for sure. And to me, like that's like the Steph's like that, like he cares about basketball and then, but then you have other guys in the NBA where it's like, oh, I'm more into my like wardrobe. Yeah. And I don't even say anything's wrong because no. part of the allure of the NBA <laughs> is the all thing. that stuff. Yeah. So you need Angel Reese yes. and you need Caitlin yes. Clark. And you need, you need Caitlin Clark's personality to be part of the showcase. Correct. And I, I think part of what Caitlin can do is because the cameras are going to be on her, not Aaliyah Boston. Right. Um, for one reason or another, it's just a fact. 100%. Aaliyah Boston didn't, garner the attention that Caitlin Clark did, but you can help grow the game and your own brand by, by doing more of that. Cause again, I just, I I would, they'll see a bump, but I don't think all of a sudden 5 million people are going to be watching Indiana fever games. No, absolutely not. There's just no way, but people will be watching the highlights. And like you said, any of like that kind of surrounding media. Yep. Absolutely. Capitalize on that. That's and, where she can bring more money. To and the yeah, women's like game. I, I think for Caitlin, the hope should be when she retires from the WNBA, it feels like a different league than the one she came into. I think it because it's not going to feel like that next year. I, and I think it will partly because of her and just partly because of the growth of women's yeah. athletics in general. And that I'm, game's so much better yes. than it was ten oh years God. ago. And I'm aware that Caitlin could come back next year. I just I really don't think that's going to happen. I hope she doesn't. Is I, that bad? I, no, I kind of I. Okay, as an Iowa fan, I would love to see her in an Iowa uniform as many games as she'll play, right? Yes. Um, for her as a person, it has to be. I mean, you I, your your conversation with Bluter was so great. Uh, I know you talked to Caitlin last year. There's just so much. It's such a spectacle. I can't imagine doing this again, like want, like voluntarily doing this again and then doing it without some of the, the women that you've been with all of this time. I mean, Gabby Marshall can't come back. Kate Martin can't come back. Right. And so you're going to have a completely different team. 
you're going to have all these expectations. I also think like the Cheryl swoop stuff is interesting because I'm that's where I was going. If she ends after four years and has all these accolades, even if she falls short of a national championship, there is no asterisk. You can't put one on it. Even if she's accomplished everything in her fourth year, playing a fifth year puts an asterisk on all of this. No doubt. It and, does. and you're running the risk of just overexposure. In the Absolutely. One. I mean, you already see it. People love yeah. to tear people down, right? Exactly. The amount of hatred around her is so much more than it was a year ago. Next year, it'll be, oh, Caitlin scored 40 and she got pissed at the ref. Yeah. And, now, and now she's mocking an 18-year-old. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. oh, go and pick on someone and your own size. And the team probably won't be as good. And it's, It'll be all and this unfair. All of a sudden, it's a, yeah, it is a Caitlin Clark show. She's just in it for herself. Yeah. Um. No, yeah, I again, as an Iowa fan. Well, it's less to do with her, and it's more about society. And we know my, what they're going to do to her. Exactly. And she's my favorite Hawkeye I've ever watched, period. I, I believe she, like John Miller, I believe she's the greatest Hawkeye of all time. If you build Mount Rushmore, she's the first face you carve. Before Niall Kinnick. I would agree. Before anybody else. And as a, a personally, she's the most fun I've ever had watching an Iowa athlete. No doubt. She always comes through. Always comes through. Like, that's the thing. The reason J-Bo is my favorite Hawkeye men's basketball player of all time is because of how clutch he was and how Mm -hmm. he wanted the ball in those moments, and he would hit those shots. And even he pales in comparison to what she's able to do every single time. All you needed to know. absolutely insane. All you need to know about Caitlin is the record-breaking shot. Exactly. She could have. And the fact that it came two minutes into that game. She could have. I mean. She could have had a couple of layups. No, no. She's like, I'm hitting a fucking logo and it's going to be yeah, the third <laughs> shot of the game. I'm going to be three, you know, th- have, haven't missed a shot. It's not like she had to huck a bunch of shots. Um, it's just incredible. Like that watching that last Thursday night was one of the most fun times I've ever was- had as a fan. I mean, I'm literally standing the entire time. Just like, oh my God, you can't believe what's what you're seeing. I have a cute picture of every time she's out there. Cammy in her Iowa State shirt jumping up and down cheering on that's awesome it's it's a neat it's a neat deal and so you know having said all that i agree that i think it's probably time for her to move on and especially if iowa makes another run to like a final four i don't know that they can beat south carolina again i don't know that i mean you as you know the ncaa tournament is such a crapshoot uh you have to be on your game every game the 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 odds are they're going to get knocked off and they're not going to win the national championship um, especially they're like they're not the most complete no, team they're in the not. country. Like, no, they're not. She's the best player. Yes. Luter is one of the best coaches. Yes. And they, they have other pieces that can like really help. And and I mean, I do think they're a legit final yeah, four absolutely. caliber team. And they, and they could, could win it. Yeah, they could win a national title. But I think even if she doesn't get there. So one thing that surprised me in this whole Caitlin Clark run was that they didn't have more success in the portal. Yeah. If I was a young woman looking to transfer. Absolutely. Now, some would say, because I've asked this question to people in the game and they go, well, a lot of them didn't want to play there because they didn't, they wouldn't get the ball. She sucks a lot of the air out of the room too. But it's like you could, you could score 30 points a night for that team and not be the focal point. But I, I if I'm a big, Oh my God, why wouldn't you want to go and like, like if you're like one of these elite athletic bigs, right. Go and play for her. You're a, automatic double double you got scouts watching you every night she puts the ball exactly where you need it i mean that, that was what surprised me though like that they didn't get more in the yes, portal i agree it was it was strange especially because there was a lot of action in the portal yeah and a lot of big names i was shocked um but yeah like monica sonata would score 25 mm-hmm. points and not dribble the ball literally yeah because Caitlin Clark would just give it to her where she needed it and she wasn't that tall and she wasn't no, that she athletic. wasn't super athletic 
Uh, it's fun to see like Hannah Stolke and Caitlin Clark running down the court together. And you know, Caitlin's going to give her the ball exactly where she needs. Uh, and that's why I think, you know, next year potentially for Indiana, it would be a lot of fun with her and Aaliyah Boston. I hope so. This was fun. We're maybe come in in a couple, a month or two. Yeah, we can man. do little league. <clears throat> yeah. You sports. Ooh. I got um, coaching two teams this year. Van Winkle's the head coach of the mini turtles. I'm the assistant. Oh, nice. Turtles making it. We're, we're going to run it back this year. My son got into wrestling this, uh, this winter. That's that's been interesting. If you like that, I've liked it. The wrestling people can be weird. Yes, they can. They're like me and my NASCAR people. We're very, very different group. And I wrestled. So like, I feel a little bit a part of that, but not nearly as much as a lot of these people. Um, it's unlike any other youth sport we've been involved with. In Dude, a lot of different ways. It, I know exactly what you're talking about. I grew up around it. Yeah. Like my my hometown was a wrestling yeah. school for There's a really no, long time. I mean, Charlie plays basketball in an eight-foot hoop, you know, three-on-three three half court. Uh Jimmy, trying Jimmy to plays kill T-ball with a T-ball, and you, you the whole point of T-ball is keeping the kids' heads in the game. In wrestling, you're you're freaking wrestling. Somebody's trying to kill you. He's eight years old and he's he's playing by the same rules. I mean, I, the first tournament he was at, I saw a kid get um, forfeited essentially because he kept doing some illegal hold. And at no point did anybody stop the seven year old kid and say, Hey, this is the thing you're doing wrong. They just kept penalizing him, penalized, <laughs> penalized, penalized, forfeit. Nobody there's, the, there is no training wheels thing about wrestling. There is no help. This like, is my you are out there and you're getting your ass kicked and it's, it, it, you could be crying. You're, I saw a four year old kid bawling, getting like suplexed and everybody's just like, well, Hey, let's, you know, this is what it is. Teaching that boy a lesson. I mean, you see a kid in T-ball, you know, run the wrong way. And it's like, Oh, haha, you know, you come this way, Johnny, you go this way, not that way in wrestling. It's like, Hey, get up. Yeah. So, you're, yeah. Your nose is bloody. Go put a thing in it and come back out here and wrestle. The problem with that sport. And I've said this for years. It's there. It's not a welcoming sport. No. When you walk into that gym and you're not a wrestling guy yeah. or gal and you know, the wrestling moms, right? Well, now oh, yeah. women are wrestling too. Oh, yeah. It's like, Absolutely. it's like a thing yeah. now. Wasn't when we were kids, but nah, it is now. My daughter wants to wrestle next year. Okay. It, they are not a welcoming group. No, they're much like my racing people. Like yeah. if, if you walk Figure into that gym, it's like a shark smelling blood. Absolutely. And, and if you say something stupid, they'll tell you you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Racing's just like it. And I'm always telling my racing friends, you guys have got to loosen up. We need to bring in outsiders. Right. We need it more than anyone. I try and tell wrestling people that. Yeah. Dresser's really good at it. Brands, not so much. Nope. (laughs) No. Dresser's great. Wait, we want everybody here because they need it. Brands will make you cry. And these wrestling people are so intense. It's wild. Yeah. And I knew it was like that in high school because I wrestled in middle school and high school. But I'd never wrestled as like a youth so, kid. I was never around this at this age. My old coach and PE teacher and the Clarinda coach that won state championships is at Urbandale, Mike Marino. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. He's I didn't know he was a Clarinda guy. Clarinda guy. Oh, I'll have to go say that to yeah, him. Tell He's him. a wrestling guy. Just yeah. the way he like, oh. carries himself, right? Like, and his boys both wrestled at yeah, Iowa State. Yeah. He was an All-American. Yeah, oh, tell him awesome. that you're my buddy. I will. Like he, that's so cool. He's he's an all-timer. You know everybody, man. <laughs> You know everybody. <laughs> yeah, Moreno's the he's the man. He's like one of my favorite teachers I ever had. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he was at Clarinda a really long time, won state championships, and and then he moved up to Urbandale and he's he's been there ever since. But it's well. it is a it is a very unique deal. 
and they just really have a hard time welcoming they do non-outsiders <laughs> yes so if you're a wrestling person listening to this pod hey invite a friend yeah to the to the duel exactly because it's really exciting it is but the problem is when you're scared to walk into the gym <laughs> i love watching it on tv but i don't necessarily yeah. walking around hilton and people are glaring at like what when you when, you, when your first response to the media covering your event is why the fuck aren't you here every day yes that's a problem that is a problem no it should be i'm outlook. so glad that you've decided yes to tell your audience about no. this today nope and then when you do talk about it and maybe you have some terminology wrong and people are like, you're a fucking moron. Exactly. That doesn't encourage people to come back. Nope. Oh, that's awesome. There we go. Downsy, appreciate you. Hey, anytime, man. This is always fun. Yeah. We're going to, I'm getting some rope hats. Yes. These rope hats are all the, they're all the rage, man. Yeah. It's funny. I saw these and then like, just like anything, you look at the world differently, right? When you like yeah. start. So now like one of the things I pay attention to is just, what Trends. people are wearing, yeah. what people are, you know, like what kind of stuff they're using. Um, and as soon as I started kind of like looking for the rope hats, it was like, oh, all like the dudes Aiden's age, all like the yeah. young guys, this is what they wear. Do you got any of these Stanley thermoses? Oh, yeah. These are now the big deal. They are. These uh, Channel C gave me one of these. Those are cool. Because people think I'm very trendy and it's like, well, this was given to me. Yeah. Is it is a gift, but I feel like, can you even get these or are they like all sold out? Oh, I can, I can get them. Okay. Yeah, hit me up. I can Cause get these kids are getting bullied about their Stanley thermos. Yeah. That's wild. They're just getting beat up. <laughs> you got the wrong color of a thermos. Insane. It's fucking wild. But yeah. What I'm learning is you can put a logo on absolutely anything. He is Andrew Downs. Appreciate him stopping by CW Pod. Thanks to our presenting sponsor, Steeple Ridge Bourbon. We'll be back next week. Iowa everywhere.